You are welcome to Nigeria Daily. My name is Lilian Ogazi. Rescue operation is still ongoing at the site of a building collapse in Lagos State. Because of that, it is not possible to give a definite death toll. Although, at the time of compiling this program, 22 people have been confirmed dead. The high-rise building consisting of 21 stories collapsed on Monday in Ikoi. Our colleague in Lagos, Abdul Latif Aliyu, was at the site. What exactly has been going on, Abdul Latif? Yes, I was there and confirmed that the rescue operation is still ongoing. From Monday when the incident happened, so far they've been able to rescue nine people alive and uh, 22 persons have been confirmed dead. That, those are the number of people that have been evacuated from the railway. We really don't have the manifest to be able to ascertain how many people were actually there when the incident happened. So we don't have the figure of the workers around the site, whether it's 50, some people are saying 50, some are saying 60, but we really don't have the number of the actual figure of the people that were trapped inside the railway. The governor of Lagos State, Mr. Obadiyev, also came on in person for the, for the third time to come and see what is uh, actually happening, how far the emergency office have gone in terms of uh, the rescue operation. And uh, it's, a, it's a team of, a whole team of emergency officers that are actually on the site. We have the National Emergency Management Agency, NEMA. We have the Lagos State Emergency Management Agency, LASEMA. We have the Federal Fire Service, Lagos State Fire Service, and a whole lot of other emergency agencies that are all working together to ensure that at least to comb the, the rubbles of the collapse building to see probably they can see get more bodies, either dead or alive. So the, the governor, after inspecting the collapse building, addressed members of the press, informed them about issues, some of the actions that are being taken as a result of the collapse building. One of the actions that the governor says that like he has promised that say, there will be an independent investigation team that will be set up. He said this particular team will be independent of government. And the membership of that committee were actually was drawn from professionals that have to do with buildings, talking about uh, architects, builders, planners, and lawyers that have experience in the construction industry. The, that panel is chaired by Ms. Katoyin Hainibe, who is the president of the Nigeria Institute of Town Planners. So far, you've spoken about what the government has said they will do, moving on from mm. this. But currently, has any arrests been made? Has anyone been held responsible? Because... We know that something, probably there was something done wrong somewhere along the line. So has anybody been held responsible? Shall if someone who has, who approved the building to take place? What the governor actually said was that, uh, yes, this will be some of the things that the, the committee will be looking at because they actually have a clear terms of reference, which includes to ascertain whether there was a compromise of the building code by the developer, his contractor, and the statutory regulatory agency. And uh, other terms of reference include to determine whether there was full compliance with physical planning and building material laws of the state. The report of that committee will actually determine the punitive measures that will be taken against those who might be fined one thing. How many um story building was it? What kind of a building was it? Yeah, it's a two it's a twenty one story multi purpose building. It's meant to be a residential on one hand and then for commercial purposes. Definitely we have some flats that are meant to be residential areas and then probably some other flats to be used as offices for commercial activities. So it's a multi-purpose 21-story building. 
And in between that environment, that's Gerard Road mm. in Ekoni. There are other two hierarchies that are ongoing. Mm. That one, those ones are 15, 15 stories. And they're this just, one was 21. Yeah, this one, yeah, the one that collapsed is 21. Um, how about the developer? Has anything been said about his whereabouts or what will be done if justice will be taken out? Yes, the information we had from Monday was that the developer is actually also trapped in yeah. that uh, building. Okay. Nobody has been able to really confirm whether it was truly trapped or not. And in fact, that was even one of the questions that was actually raised when the government was addressing the, the media. He said there is no information for now about the developer. That what they also had was that the man might also be trapped in there. The speculation really is that probably the man too is dead. We really don't know. But nobody has had anything that from the developer himself or any official or representative of that company. Okay. It's called False Call Homes Limited. It's a popular real estate company. Okay. And so on. <laughs> okay. So, were you able to talk to some families of the victims now? What did they say? How do they feel about this? Are they satisfied with the efforts put in by the government? Yes, of course. Some of them said they are okay with what the government is doing from one day, trying to mobilize as much resources as possible to be able to uh, rescue probably alive or dead, some of the people that are trapped in there. Really, emotions are actually high. A lot of them were seen crying. Some even became agitated, aggressive, made attempts to talk to them or even uh, snap them and so on. They probably they even wanted to attack you and so on. We really actually understand the emotions, the kind of trauma that they are going through, having lost their ones. Some of the victims' families are dead. Some are highly traumatized. They can't even talk to them. They were seen crying and so on. But what what the government has done is to set up a help desk so that yeah, for families to come and give the details of uh, their loved ones that are probably been trapped inside the rubble. There's another medical team that was set up. That one is specifically for those who were rescued alive, about nine of them. And they are currently in some medical facilities around town. That was Abdulatif Aliyu, our colleague in Lagos State, who was at the building collapse site. You are listening to Nigeria Daily coming to you from Daily Trust Online. You can listen to this and other episodes of our podcast on Sprout, Google Podcast, Spotify and TuneIn Radio by searching for Nigeria Daily. We will be going on a short break. Do stay. It's enlightening. It's incisive. It's analytical. It's entertaining. It's educating. It's The Bearing, a podcast from Daily Trust addressing issues that have direct bearing in your life. Join us every week on www.dailytrust.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash dailytrust. On Twitter at twitter.com forward slash dailytrust. And on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash dailytrust. To listen in, join us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. You're welcome back. This is Nigeria Daily coming to you from Daily Trust Online. You can listen in or download our podcast on Ballsprout, Google Podcast, 
TuneIn Radio and Spotify by searching for Nigeria Daily. In this episode, we're talking about the Ikoyi building collapse. Building collapses are common across Nigeria. Between 2005 and 2020, 152 buildings fell down in Lagos State alone. What could be the possible cause? Poor regulation or use of substandard materials? Bilkisu Ahmed puts this question to architect Modibo Adamu. Okay, let me just uh, begin by finding what a building collapse is, mm. uh, which refers to the failure of the structure. And this happens based on poor materials, poor design, and method of construction itself might be a factor in the collapse of so many buildings. Hmm. That of Lagos, I read that it was supposed to be a 15-story building, but it has gone beyond that specified number of floors. Hmm. As an architect, if you design a building you normally hand it over, that's the design to a structural engineer who normally specifies the reinforcement and other aspect of his work that will determine how the construction can be carried out. Mm. In a lot of cases, he has already designed that particular building and that's the maximum strength that particular building can accommodate. If anything goes beyond that, that it has already exceeded its limit. Mm. It's just, for example, giving a child a basket of oranges beyond his capacity to accommodate that. Mm. Definitely, he will crumble down. So this is a simple aspect of building in Nigeria. Hawaii building collapse. A lot of cases, there is what we call soil investigation. If that is not carried out and then any construction method is applied to that particular site, that can even cause building collapse. Okay, please, before you before you go ahead, what do you mean by soil investigation? Like in a layman's language, what is soil investigation? Soil investigation refers to different areas have different types of soil. But we have the ones that are firm, we have the ones that are loose, mm. we have the loamy, we have the clayish. So different areas have their own different soils as being designed by nature. Lagos as it is, mm. everybody knows it's underneath water. I don't know much about that area, but definitely I know each and every uh, building in Lagos. Yeah, have to be there are swampy areas. Swampy areas, mm. exactly. So we can have that problem from that bad design. That's one aspect of it. Yeah. Then there is uh, the substandard building materials, and then there is the foundation failure, as I'm, I'm seeing it at the moment. Because the foundation has not been taken care of properly, and then so much weight has been put into it, then definitely it will collapse. Yeah. So uh, yes. as an architect, what should they have done different that they have done that caused this collapse of building? As an architect, uh, what I will advise is uh, maybe I will just generalize solutions, not this one in particular, mm. because there is still an investigation on the cost of this particular building, okay. which maybe it's here, we are yet to get the report because it was designed for 15-story and it went beyond that. Mm. But as an architect, what I will advise is there has to be strict adherence, quality building material, that's number one, engagement of professionals and competent workforce. Mm right design, then there is what we call the passing and signing of the National Building Code. This is a document, as a code, that is expected to regulate the conduct and operations of professionals and stakeholders in the construction industry. Mm. It's just like a guideline to 
those that operate in the building environment. So whatever happens, you would be uh, liable to what and what at every stage of a building. So in a lot of cases, if a contractor comes to a building, by if he wants to make more money, he reduces the quality of materials by buying inferior ones. Mm. And that automatically goes back to poor use of materials. So the, the lot originally has already been designed from onset to be a one-story building for a house. Mm. Mm. In a lot of cases, another thing is poor design might even cause distance because you've taken it to a quack engineer or a quack architect. Mm. Then he designs anything and then he hands it over to you and you at the same time you want to reduce cost. You hand it over to a subcontractor. He does whatever he, he wishes. And so many things happen irrespective of those that are going to accommodate this thing. And yeah. remember this building in particularly in Ekoi, it's uh, like an apartment. Hmm. It's, uh, it's designed by 360 degrees, if I can remember, towards uh, luxury apartments, towards houses. It's really a household name because they've known to be developers in so many parts of the world hmm. but uh, maybe one thing or the other especially we know you know how we are maybe corruption crept in and uh, they wanted to maximize their profit yeah as, so do you think it's the fault of the developers and even the contractor supervisors yeah if if the developer wants to make his name in the industry hmm. he has to adhere by using competent contractors on site hmm. who hmm. he has known them for a long time not using cheap contractors or any person that comes with any record that he hands over his building or the drawing and uh, maybe they regularize and awards contract to them. It's not done that way. Mm. They must have a pre-degree in the construction industry. So it's very, very critical in the initial stage of every building you consider a very, very good professional to do it. It doesn't cost much. Okay. That was Modibo Adamu, an architect. And that wraps up the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. To everyone whose voices we heard on the show, we say a big thank you. Nigeria Daily is a Daily Trust production. You can download these and other episodes of our podcast on dailytrust.com or bossprout.com. You can also listen in on NAS FM 89.9 in Yola. You can listen in by searching for Nigeria Daily on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. If you have questions or comment or intend to sponsor an episode of Nigeria Daily, let us know on our social media handles on Twitter and Instagram at daily underscore trust and on Facebook at Daily Trust. You can also send us a message via WhatsApp on 0913-893-3390. I am Lilian Okazi. Thank you for listening and bye for now.